0: Good morning, everybody. (laughs) So good to see you. Who's had a good week this week? Anybody? Wow. Who's really happy right now to be sitting next to the person they're sitting next to? Yay! Who's not happy about it? No! Stay where you are. Hallelujah. Don't cause offense. Great to be in church. God is here. And His anointing is here. The Holy Spirit is with us. And I just want to say, well done for making it to church today. I know we have a lot of distractions in life, but wonderful, wonderful that you're in church today. And may God bless you. So Father, I just thank you for wonderful people. I thank you, Lord, for open hearts, open minds. And Lord, as we just turn to your Word, we just pray, Father, that... Your Holy Spirit, you'll speak to all of our hearts. We pray, Lord, that faith will be ignited in this place today and that the name of Jesus will be lifted up and honoured. Amen and amen. Um, So check your mobile phones. Let's check our mobile phones right now. Let's just make sure they're off. Could you make sure mine's good, Rochelle? (laughs) I was preaching somewhere once and um, I told everybody to switch their mobile phones off. And I put my phone in the pulpit. And sure enough, halfway through the sermon, somebody phoned me. Can you believe that? So make sure it's off. Wonderful, and we'll keep our distractions to a a minimum. Well, today, um, kind of a a little bit different sort of message. I want to focus our attention today on a word from the Bible, a compelling word that's found in the Old Testament and the New Testaments of the Bible. And that word is the word repent. Repent. John the Baptist used this word when he preached to the Jewish people in order to prepare them for the arrival of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says this, says that John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to, they needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptised. Repent of their sins, turn to God and be baptised. Then Jesus Messiah did come and he also used the word repent, just like John did. The Bible says that Jesus began to preach to the Jewish people, repent of your sins and turn to God. Repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Then after Jesus ascended to heaven, The Apostle Peter preached a mighty sermon to the Jewish people who had gathered in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. He preached about Jesus and why he had died on the cross. Then his Jewish listeners were convicted in their hearts. The Bible says that they were pierced in their hearts through the preaching of Peter. And after hearing about Jesus, they wanted to know what they should do. So they said to Peter, having been convicted, they said, What should we do, having heard about Jesus? And Peter responded to them by using the word repent, just like John the Baptist did and just like Jesus did. Peter said to the people, each of you, every one of you, each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 3,000 people repented that day and they became followers of Jesus Christ and the church was born. That was our beginning. Then later, the Apostle Paul was led by the Holy Spirit to preach about Jesus to the people who were non-Jewish, Gentiles, just like you and me. And many of those non-Jewish people heard about Jesus from the Apostle Paul and they became followers of Jesus, just like the Jewish people had. And the Apostle Paul later said to these new Christians, I have have had one message for Jews and Greeks or Gentiles alike. Just one message. The necessity of repenting from sin. The necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. So everybody, we can see from these verses that the Jewish people needed to repent of their sins in order to be made right with God. We can also see from these verses that Gentiles, non-Jewish people, also needed to repent of their sins in order to be made right with God. We can conclude from these verses and many others that everyone... Everyone needs to repent in order to be right with God, including you, including me. And you know, it is so important to be right with God. It's so important to be right with Almighty God since He is the creator of everything. And one day, every one of us, you and me, we'll stand before Almighty God to give an account of ourselves. And if a person is not right with God, then they will be shunned, pushed away by God on that final day. So according to the Bible, the steps for being made right with God are very simple, but they're also necessary. Step number one, repent from sin, turn to God. Step number two, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and what He has done to rescue you. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. The word repent is a compelling word. It's actually a very powerful word. But what does repent actually mean when it's used in the Bible? Oftentimes the Bible usage is very different to what the dictionary defines the word repent as. Actually quite different. What does the word repent actually mean when it's used in the Bible? Some people, and maybe you have thought this, some people have mistakenly thought that to repent simply means that a person must feel sorry for their sins. Now, everybody, it's very important to be sorry for your sins. It is good and it is right to come to God with a broken, sincere, sincere, and contrite heart for the sins we have done. I do think sometimes in our modern world there is a lack of brokenness over our sins. So to have to be sorry for your sins is a good attitude of the heart. But but there is more to the word repent than feeling sorry for your sins. Then there are others who have incorrectly thought that to repent means to promise God that you will never sin again. Oh, I won't do that again. I promise God. I wonder how many people in this room have promised God and promised yourself that you will never do a particular sin again. Don't raise your hand, but you can give me a wink if that's you. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yes. Yes. And everybody knows what I mean. Lord, tears running down your face. I promise that I will never go over the speed limit again. Lord, I promise that I will never gossip again. The Holy Spirit's working in somebody right now. I just just, just. Lord, I promise. I promise you that I, will, that I will exercise self-control and never binge on chocolate again. Yeah. You know, we all make those kinds of promises, some far more serious than that, of course, but we're, we're prone to failure. Now, as we're getting closer to Christmas, I've noticed I've been consuming too many flat white coffees lately. And so last Thursday night, With absolute sincerity, I promised myself myself, that I was not going to buy, this is Thursday night, I was not going to buy a flat white coffee at all, not one, on Friday. I went to bed with good intent. But Friday started early for me. And by 7.30 a.m., I'd already bought my first flat white for the day. Amen. Amen. (laughs) See, Of course, I'm not suggesting, it's not sinful to drink flat white coffees, but I'm making the point that we struggle to keep the promises we make to ourselves and to the Lord. That's the point I'm trying to make. Now, on the other hand, it is a very good thing when we stop sinning. Of course it is. It's a noble thing to live a clean life. It should be something that we aspire to do. And we we should apply self-control, absolutely. Absolutely. But if you are able to discipline yourself, where you're able to completely stop sinning, then you would be the first person in all of human history other than Jesus to achieve such a thing. Because you're a sinner. Just like Rochelle. And just like oh sorry, just like me. Oh sorry, I read that wrong. You're a sinner. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3, verse 23. We all have sin lurking around inside of us where it randomly ambushes our behaviour and attitude. Who's noticed that about the person you're sitting next to? Amen. (laughs) And that sin within us, it causes us to behave in a manner that dishonours God. And you know... I do like to joke around, but the truth of the matter is sin is a, it's a terrible thing. Sin is your number one enemy. I say it again, sin is your number one enemy. Sin excuse me, Sin destroys lives. Sin destroys whole families. Sin destroys communities. Sin is a spiritual cancer that leads to the worst kind of death. And that worst kind of death is separation from God. And here's something else. We don't have the power to defeat sin ourselves. People have been trying for years, you know, through religion and, and discipline. We don't have the power to defeat sin ourselves. because and And, and because of that, that's why we need a rescuer. And Jesus Christ is that rescuer, amen. Amen. The whole point of Jesus Christ being our saviour is that He is the one who rescues us from the power of our sin and the consequences of our sin. And Jesus clothes us with His righteousness, making us right with God. And instead of us being slaves to sin, we now become slaves to righteousness. That's a good place to say amen too. So we come back to our original question. What does the word repent actually mean? What does it mean? Well, repent means to turn yourself around and change your direction. Turn yourself around and change your direction. Repent of your sin and turn to God repent away from your sin and turn to God turn around move towards God and not away from God now now I had an experience a couple of weeks ago or it might have been last week actually that helps to illustrate what it means to repent and this is the illustration it's true this is what happened to me just the other day I gathered my gear for a quick workout at the gym. I had my water bottle. I had my towel because you never go to the gym without your towel. It's yucky. Just saying. I had my earbuds in my ears. I looked the part. So I jumped in my car and off I went. But after a few minutes of driving, I had an awful sense of something that was wrong. It was a terrible feeling. Just, whoa, something's wrong. This was followed by a fleeting moment of confusion where I could not remember where I was meant to be going. Anybody ever had that happen to you before? Yeah, yeah. In my preoccupied state of mind, I'd taken a wrong turn. And I found myself driving in the opposite direction to the location of of my gym. And for a moment, it completely freaked me out. I couldn't believe that I had just done such a thing. And I had all my gym gear with me. That's the thing. I had all my gym gear with me. I was ready for the workout. And I was driving my car really good. I was driving appropriately. I wasn't speeding. I was driving within the rules of the road. And... and, there were a lot of other cars driving along in the same direction, some in front, some behind me. We're all driving together. I fitted in with the other traffic. And if anybody looked through the window of my car, they would have said, there's a man with a purpose. There he goes. I would have gone, I've got a purpose. Yeah, they would have noticed. <laughs> but none, none of these positives about my journey mattered because I was going in the wrong stupid direction. I was using fuel to go nowhere down Caulfield Street when I was meant to be on Lissaman Street. I was getting further and further away from where I needed to be. When I fi- finally realised what I'd done, I didn't pull my car over. This is how I reacted, or I didn't react. I, did, I, I realised what I'd done, but I did not pull my car over to the side of the road and cry and wish, and wish I was at the gym. Neither did I ring the gym manager to tell her how sorry I am for not being as fit as I need to be. (laughs) No, what I did is I made a decision while driving in the wrong direction. I made a simple decision. I decided to change my direction. And so I turned my car around. And this is the thing. Nobody helped me do that. I had to turn my car around. I had to change the direction of my car. And that's what I did. I stopped wasting fuel going nowhere. And I went to the gym. And then, on arrival at the gym, I walked through the door and I was welcomed into the gym by the friendly manager who doesn't really know my name anyway, but she gave me a smile. And at the gym, no one judged me about my growing, wobbly, flat, white filled tummy. And no one criticized me over my physical limitations. It did not bother anyone whether I was fit or not because the whole point of going to the gym is to help you get fitter. I did my workout at my pace. When the workout was finished, my endorphins were swimming around in my body and I felt pretty good. For a few minutes anyway. All the benefits of the gym were available to me even when I was driving in the wrong direction. There's a lot of people out there right now driving in the wrong direction. And there's all these benefits we're talking about here this morning. They're available to them. But the gym, you see, could not help me until I made this decision to turn around. The gym couldn't help me until I made the decision to turn around. See, if you want God to help you, you've got to turn around. That's what you do when you Repent. You change the direction of your life and and nobody else can do that for you. Your mum and dad can't do it. Your husband can't do it for you. Your wife can't do it for you. It's your car. Your hands are on the steering wheel. You're the one who has to turn that thing around. You're the one who has to make that decision. All the benefits of Jesus Christ are waiting for you. I urge you to turn to Jesus Christ. I urge you to stop pursuing the worthless things of this fallen world and leave the sin life behind you and come and receive a better life from Jesus Christ. I urge you not to chase the worthless things that others are chasing after. Turn around from the road you are on and show up in God's great spiritual gym to be with other people who want to follow Jesus just like you. Come and surrender your life, your ambitions, your attitudes, your behaviours, your desires, all to Jesus Christ. Surrender your dirty heart. And everybody's heart is dirty without Jesus. Surrender your dirty heart and lack of self-control to Jesus and you ask Him to clean your heart and make it new. Put your life in the hands of Jesus. Trust in Him with your eternity. And Jesus will respond and make you new on the inside and He will make you right with God. And when you're right with God, that means that when you die, you will be welcomed into heaven. And no one else can do any of this stuff for you other than Jesus Christ. But for all of this to happen, you have to repent first. And today is a good day to repent and get right with God. Repent. Turn to God. Put your faith in Jesus and you'll be made right with God. Now, I've got a little bit more I want to talk about, but can we just pray just for a minute? And I'm not going to be too much longer at all, but I just want to give you the opportunity to repent. You repent. Have you repented? Have you repented and turned to God? You're in church today. This is like a spiritual gymnasium. You made it here. It's now to open your, time to open your heart to God and say, God, I'm coming back to you. I'm going to change the direction of my life. If that's you, I'd love to pray for you. But I only want to pray for you if you're the real deal. Repent. You're prepared to turn away from the worthless things of this world and turn to God. Turn to God. Can I pray for you right now? And everybody's praying. But if that's you, give me a wave of your hand. I want to pray for you. But you've got to put it right up. Give me a wave. God bless you, sir. God bless you on the front row. Anybody else? Okay, down the back too, another person. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. I just saw you. I just saw you. God bless you, sir. Well done. Well done. Well done. Okay, those who raise their hands, we don't want to take much time, but I'd love it if, could you come to, to me? Could you come and stand with me at the front just real quick? Don't be embarrassed. Come on, come. Come on, put everybody give them a hand as they come. Yeah, come. Sir, yeah, I saw you. You come. Come. I'm not going to hurt you, I promise. And I don't want your money or anything like that. Yep, I saw you too. You can run, but you can't hide. I saw you. i got to stand together and everybody just reach out your hand to these thank gentlemen. It's interesting that we've got four men here, isn't it? Good men, but you're on the wrong journey and now you're turning around. So come on, everybody, let's pray. We just thank you for these four men today. And you've touched their hearts. And Lord, they know that they're on the wrong road. They've been going in the wrong direction. They've been going somewhere else instead of going to you. But today they make the decision to turn their lives around and turn to God and follow God. And Lord, you see this. And Lord, we pray for them today, that as they turn to you, that you'll put your arms around about them and give them a big welcome home. We pray, Lord, for their sin today, that, Lord, as they turn to you, you'll wash away all of their sin and give them new hearts of righteousness. And we pray, Lord, that they'll become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We commit these four men to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, and they shouted, well done, well done, well done, guys! Well done. Thing with church, you know, uh, two comments I want to make is that when I'm asking people to put their hands up, try not to scratch your head, okay? Because I think you're putting your hand up. Yeah, I just wanted to. say But I do want to say this: that when we come to church, you can have somebody who comes to church every single week. They can um, worship. Um, they can put money in the offering. They can serve in the church. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're born again. A lot of people grow up in the church, and everybody just presumes that they're born again. They grow up in Christian families. Everybody presumes they're born again. But you see, but you see, everybody needs to follow Jesus for themselves. And maybe that's you today. You come to real life church, but you yourself need to choose to follow Jesus yourself. Amen. Because on the day of judgment, you could say to somebody, you could say to God, you know, you'll stand before God giving an account. And the big question is, what did you do with Jesus? And your answer might be, well, I went to real life church. so That makes me a Christian. Coming to real life church does not make you a Christian. Being my friend doesn't make you a Christian. You need to be the friend of Jesus Christ. You need to put your trust in Jesus yourself. So today's a good day to repent. But I think everybody, every day, every day is a good day to repent. I repent often. Often. In fact, I, 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 I think most days of my life, I repent. i found, listen very carefully, i found that you should never take your faith for granted. And I've been a Christian for 52 years, 53 years, when I first received Christ. As I said, 53. And you should never take your faith for granted. You should never think that you are so spiritual and so mature in the Lord, that you cannot fall. You should never think that. Even ministers have fallen from the Lord. I never dreamed that I would drive the wrong way to the gym. I was so embarrassed. That, that gym is just actually just one kilometer from my house. I've driven to the gym. I've been going to the gym, gym for years. I've driven that route countless times. But I turned the wrong way. It was a dumb thing to do. But in the same way, when distractions to my faith pop up, when temptation hits me when I didn't see it coming, or when discouragement knocks on my door, I may find myself moving in the wrong direction again. I might make a wrong turn in my attitudes. I may choose a wrong direction in my thinking. So when that happens, what do I need to do? I need to humble myself and repent, turn around, because I don't want to fall. I don't want to disappoint my Saviour. I don't want a cold heart towards Jesus ever. I don't want to backslide like other people have done. I don't want to be that kind of person. So I need to turn around once more and stop going down the wrong path. Instead, I need to run back to Jesus I need to show up at His feet, just as I am, and only be at His feet where Jesus embraces me and builds me once again. It is good to repent regularly, and I think everybody in this room agrees with me. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, today is a good day to repent for all of us.